Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, June 28th, 2022. It is Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, America and beyond. America and beyond. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Liberty. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. I have to be really honest with you. I have not watched a single second of the modern-day Salem witch trial. Nope, have not done it. Until today. Because the memes have been out of this world hilarious. Uh, Thank you, Julie Kelly, (laughs) for making me spit my coffee out. (laughs) When I saw your Thelma and Louise meme of President Trump and his um, security staff, his drivers, driving across the Grand Canyon into the sunset as President Trump tried to wrangle the steering wheel and choke, choke his Secret Service guy from the back seat. (laughs) Because apparently people don't understand the configuration of the beast. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Mike Cernovich took the cake today also. Like, he's just like, okay, this is Jesse Smollett level testimony. I mean, this is, first of all, Listen, I know people have been subpoenaed. Um, you know, the you've got who knows what all's going on behind the scenes, but at least in front of the camera, this is like the single most lopsided. And according to, you know, congressional members and and, and attorneys, they will tell you that this is this commission. And this primetime theater is exactly that. It's theater on behalf of Congress. It is an illegitimate commission. These are not trials, and they are being conducted as trials. And whenever you, and the concern there that I have is when you see people's responses online, they really believe, just like they believe that Donald Trump was actually convicted of a crime or convicted by the Senate as twice as the sitting president of the United States, it just shows you how little understanding the American people have of their own civic processes and congressional processes. So, again, while everyone's, you know, attempting to tell little boys that their wanky is actually a vagina, um, we should, we might want to consider starting with, processes in this country i think elmo has is now encouraging your kids to become injected you know what's next what's next is elmo going to talk about hormone blockers and have you feel like you're something different it's time for you to get hormone blockers i can hear it already i mean i just see the whole just feel it. you guys just let your kids watch it anyway I have, uh, thank you, Harmeet Dylan. It's your fault, and I'm so giddy because 
her tweet was, we're going to go over some of my tweets today. Let's do it. Because I've got, I've been called everything from a fraud to a liar. I'm going to hell. I mean, I've heard it all <laughs> today, just like every other day. What else is new? It's probably why I admire Carrie Lake and her ability to just shut down Brenda Bear. I mean, Brett Bear. What a horrible interview. I will go over that too. Anyway, let's go over here and and let's let's watch just a little bit of Trump White House staff aide. Seniority matters. Hierarchy matters. Uh Trump staff aide to Mark Meadows, which I got to tell you I don't know if you guys find it remotely odd that a lot of the evidence, you know, that's been coming forth is from Mr. Meadows. Weird. Anyway, who knows? His cell phone, you know, interesting things. So uh, back to Cassidy Hutchinson. Let's actually start with who Cassidy is. Okay. Um, and actually, let's let's pull it from CNN. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. The top aide to former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who testified before the House Select Committee, investigated the lopsided witch hunt committee, investigated the January 6, 2020 Capitol riot on Tuesday, was a young and fast-rising star in the Trump administration. That's right. Cassidy Hutchinson, 26, was a staff assistant at the Office of Legislative Affairs before she was quickly promoted to special assistant to then-President Donald Trump and advisor to Meadows. An advisor. She's 26, just coming up from the donut shop. She's already an advisor to Meadows. Maybe that explains it. So before becoming his executive assistant until the end of the Trump administration, um, okay, it goes on to tell you what she does. Okay, she had very close access to Mark Meadows. This, this is a quote, okay? A, a, a former White House official and another source, <laughs> you know, it's like the Tooth Fairy said that uh, that she had very close access to Meadows. What does that mean? Oh, sounds interesting. Uh, one former White House aide said Hutchinson had a falling out with Meadows in 2021. Here, here comes the good stuff. You ready? Because motives matter. Motives matter. She was supposed to go to Mar-a-Lago as the permanent staff, but that never ended up happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you men are going to learn that hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Okay, so let's go over here. You ready? <laughs> let's listen to some of this. This is Cassidy Hutchinson testifying uh, that she was told uh, that then-President Donald Trump was being driven back to the White House after the January 6th rally that he demanded to be taken to the Capitol and tried to grab the steering wheel from a Secret Service agent. I mean, President Trump becomes like more superhero bionic-ish nearly every day. It's amazing. We're going to get to the configuration of the beast in just a second. Okay, but let's hear from Miss Hutchinson Rising 26-year-old star, legislative, I'm sorry, uh, staff aide, 
uh, superstar rising disgruntled, maybe, because she wasn't able to become a full-time staffer at Mar-a-Lago. All right, here she is speaking with the illustrious Miss Cheney. Here we go. When I returned to the White House, I walked upstairs towards the chief of staff's office, and I noticed Mr. Renato lingering outside of the office. Once we had made eye contact, he quickly waved me to go into his office, which was just across the lingering hall from mine. Lingering outside. Would you say that? When I went in, he shut the... Can you imagine? He was lingering outside. Lingering. It's like she's writing a novel. He was lingering out. It sounds like a Stacey Abrams love novel. And she lingered over my breasts. Okay. All right. Anyway, here we go. At the door, I noticed Bobby Angle, who is the head of Mr. Trump's security detail, sitting in a chair, just looking somewhat discombobulated and oh, a little lost. A little lost. I want you to pay attention to the nuances, her little voice, and I don't know. And now every single woman on planet Earth at her age speaks with an upspeak, always Never fails, Christine Blasey Ford and her entire testimony that was sad like this with an uptick and an upspeak and swoopings, you know, inflections that tells you something about, you know, the acting abilities of the people you're listening to. Okay, but he was lingering and he looked discombobulated sitting, sitting in a chair. Okay, here we go. Lost. Um, he looked lost. I, I looked at Tony and he had said... Did you effing hear what happened in the Beast? I said, no, Tony, I, I just got back. What happened? Because that's how that goes. And Tony says to her, did you effing hear what happened in the effing Beast? And I said, no, Tony, I just got back. Because that's how normal conversations go. Happened. Tony proceeded to tell me that... Proceeded to tell me. When the president got in the Beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off-the-record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol, and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it, it's not secure, we're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that, um, Tony described him as being irate. irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, Sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president Here reached we go. up towards the front of the vehicle reached to grab at the steering wheel. With his plastic man arms, the president reached from the very back of the beast, stretched his arm forward, and watch. Here we go. Mr. Angle grabbed his arm, said, Sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. The steering wheel? Going back to the West Wing. That's amazing, Mr. President. Your skills. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle and... Mr. When Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned Lunged. towards his clavicles. Oh, he went to choke him from the back And was seat. Mr. Engel in the room as Mr. Renato told you this story? He was. Did Mr. Engel correct or disagree with any part of the story for Mr. Renato? Mr. Engel did not correct or disagree with any part of the story. 
Did Mr. Engel or Mr. Ornato ever after that tell you that what Mr. Ornato had just said was untrue? Neither Mr. Ornato nor Mr. Engel told me ever that it was untrue. That is from the Associated Press. Okay, give credit where credit is due. Now, if you believe that, I have an amazing piece of property that Donald Trump actually resides on that I'd like to sell you. I have, I have, hold on, we're going to go over some other things over here. I want to get to the beast. Oh, doggone it. I'm not sure that I've actually uploaded the picture of that. Hold on. Let's go over to uh, Mike. (laughs) Again, I haven't kept up with any of this because I, like I told you guys yesterday, I don't, I don't really I don't love, I don't like to give this kingdom, um, any airtime because that's what it enjoys. But this was so over the top today that, and it, and it just in the memes have been outrageously, uh, hilarious. Okay, here we go. Oh gosh, these guys, I'm going to see, <laughs> I'm going to see, <laughs> Hold on, let's stop here. Satan addresses. Wait, hold on. I want to thank you all for coming down here today. I hope it's not too hot. You can always turn the thermostat down a couple thousand degrees if anyone gets uncomfortable. I can't. It's kale flavor. It's my favorite. As you all know, the team and I suffered a big defeat this week with um, the overturn of Roe v. Wade. We went out there. we, We gave it our all. Uh, with fantastic offensive game, but ultimately the good guys and uh, and Justice Roberts came in clutch. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's take some questions. Uh, you, you there with the teeth. Satan, it seemed like you had it in the bag with Roe on lockdown for 50 years. What went wrong out there? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for the question. Um, you know, we got to look on the bright side here. We, we put up some incredible numbers. Over 60 million PBAs, that's preborn babies aborted for the late person. It's an absolute world record. Uh, yeah, I can't take all the credit, though. This is a team sport, and uh, you got an incredible team. You know, got Planned Parenthood, Moloch, Nancy Pelosi. They all made this possible. It didn't go the way that we uh, wanted this time. But it- so, for those of you in podcast world... <laughs> This is a picture of, say, this is a dude painted in red, complete with horns and pointy ears, and he looks like Satan uh, is depicted, and this is from the Babylon Bee. This is their response. This is their uh, effort at humor. I am currently scrolling through uh, Mike Sir, or he wasn't in the Beast on the way back to the White House. It's fake news. Ah. Okay, well, let's assume he was in the beast. And why wasn't he in the beast? But let's assume that he was. Okay, hold on. Come on, Mike. I know you have it on here. Possibly not. But there is a configuration of, of. okay, well, here's one. Um. Oh, there you go. This is from Jack Posobiec. So January 6th video shows President Trump was in an SUV after the rally, not the beast. Boom. And there you have it. So back to my page. Okay. So 
You know, there are Julie Kelly, God bless her. She's wonderful. But something that, um, yeah, the dishes, him, you know, I agree with Mike on this. This is Jesse Smollett level stuff happening today is what Mike Cernovich says. And whether you like Mike or not, whatever, um, I think he's hilarious and we definitely don't always agree, but who cares? Um, and, and this is spot on. I mean, here, Hutchinson describing Trump as frequently a thrower of dishes when he was angry or pulling the tablecloth off the table in a dining room. What? Does any of that sound remotely plausible at all? I mean, he gets in front of a microphone and tells it how it is. He's busy with his thumbs, you know, on Twitter or was and tells it how it is. But does that sound right? You've seen him on television acting for years, right? I mean, does that, well, and I don't even think he's acting. I think that's really himself, which is why it goes over so well. Um, But does this sound remotely plausible? That Donald Trump is throwing dishes across the White House kitchen? I mean, come on. And again, you have to keep in mind who the source is. She's 26 years old. She's a former staff aide, and she was not invited to the rest of the birthday party. And so what does that tell you? Oh, here's something you got to love. Howard Stern says that he may run for president and wants to end the electoral college, and he's not effing around. <laughs> Was that farting around? Is that, uh, you know, what, what are we doing here? Uh, this coming from the same man who, if you can ever get your hands on his material about black people, it will it blew my mind. And that's kind of hard to do. I'm not going to lie. But I've seen some of the transcripts that are so raunch, demonic, nasty against blacks that I would never share that in this lifetime or the next. No way. Someone else can. Won't be me. Uh, Not to mention his skits with blackface, you know, it's or the women in bikinis or nothing. Uh, Passing gas into microphones in his studio, you know, um, him capturing farts on air. Somehow that was very entertaining for the American people for a number of years. I don't know. I don't really understand that. You know, kind of surprised. He kind of skirted by that whole Me Too movement. Maybe I missed a story. I don't know. But considering how women were always portrayed. um, Hey, it's so good to be here, Howard. You know, and then, and Robin, God bless her, you know, she kind of saved him in a way from... A lot of the blowback that he could have gotten, I think, being a female. Raunchy stuff. And I don't know, I didn't I have not followed his career my entire life, but what I did follow, I was always appalled that people found that remotely entertaining. First of all, that a woman would actually show up to do it. And you saw her on camera, so this isn't like it's only audio, right? So Go, Howard Stern. Good luck with that. You'll be right there in alignment with all of your uh, other racists in um, in the Democrat Party. Okay, so here's Buzz Patterson, who actually carried the nuclear football for President Bill Clinton. He's been on my show, told us that Clinton did not have the codes that he's supposed to have for, hmm, they don't even know how long. Could have been a couple of months just misplaced them, not on his person. I don't know. Maybe they were wrapped up in that blue dress or, 
you know, a, uh, a cigar. I have no idea, but he didn't have them. So here's Buzz saying that is physically impossible for President Trump to have been able to read. Let's just assume he was in the beast and that he wasn't in an SUV. Let's assume he was in the beast. Buzz is saying who has been in the beast on more than one occasion in his lifetime. It is physically impossible. And he says she's never been in the limo. Okay. So here's Julie Kelly's meme. Hilarious. And she says, Trump and Secret Service fighting for the wheel. And it's Thelma and Louise flying over the canyon, you know, plummeting. So, oh, goodness. Yeah, did you see that? So here's Geraldo. Because Geraldo never misses an opportunity to, um, you know, to kind of, to kind of get that like little person jab after the rest of the party's gone home, right? So, Miss Hutch, if Miss Hutchinson's testimony is believed, then in contemplating the former president's conduct leading up to it, and more damningly on January the sixth, is so shocking it should infuse everyone's thinking about his fitness for office. That's what this whole thing is about. That's what this whole thing is about. Just like they attempted to indict him through the United States Senate, convict him through the United States Senate, which would have prohibited him from running for office again. But that did not happen. Mainly because, well, I'll leave that alone. That did not happen. Because we actually still had, you know, our two seats here in the state of Georgia Hashtag everybody so ready to move on. So he was not convicted by the Senate. Therefore, he can run again. So if you don't think these yahoos already know and already knew and had already planned and put in motion this illustrious, orchestrated, sophisticated plan of making sure that no matter what happened, he was not going to sit in that Oval Office another four years. And it was not just the Democrats. Quit blaming it all on them, okay? So here's my opinion of Geraldo, and we'll leave that there. Uh, The United States Postal Service snaps front and back photos of each piece of mail so it can be tracked uh, records kept for six years. The USPS stopped taking photos on April 4th, 20, I'm sorry, April 1st, 2020, and started taking, um, taking them again after the election of 2020. The corruption goes up to the highest levels of our government. What is she talking about? This is uh, my colleague, Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer. mail cover system. This is how when somebody sends anthrax to the... President, you're able to track it. And our postal service, when that comes in and it goes on the conveyor belt, it snaps a front and a back photo and it's automatic. Those records are kept for six years for investigational work like we do. As soon as Runbeck ordered the machines, our United States Post Office stopped its mail cover program on April 1. It undid it from six years, changed it to 30 days, let the erection run, let Biden get installed, and then turned it back on. We do not have the physical evidence trial. That's when I was telling you this is the highest levels of the government. This is how far it goes. That is Jovan Hutton-Pulitzer. You can see his entire 
uh, testimony, a presentation rather, before the Arizona uh, committee uh, regarding this. And um, and it's actually being shadow banned. You can see, you can find that on RSBN, um, RSB Network on Twitter for those of you who are uh are tweeters. If you're on Facebook, I don't know where to find them because I don't do Facebook, but um, you can watch the entire show. It is three hours and 34 minutes. It is being shadow banned. Also, if you're not following Jovan, you may want to consider doing that. He goes by Jovan, J-O-V-A-N, Hutton Pulitzer, hyphenated name. Um, He is part of the uh, kinematic artifact. (laughs) I hope I have that right. Uh, the man is brilliant. Uh, he is a scientist at heart, uh, technology guru. Um, and, and he has been working on this nonstop since 2020 with regard to technology that apparently involves 25 other pieces of scientific technology, uh, that goes into being able to track basically what happens to a ballot piece of paper from beginning to end, how it's been handled, how many times it's been folded, how many times it's been handled. All of those artifacts are part of, uh, of his science. Um, and so I would encourage you to, uh, uh, follow him. Uh, you're not going to see him in mainstream media. No one will cover him. Uh, you will see him on his channel and back channels, uh, also, Bobby Python is another gentleman who's kept up with 2020 uh, and continues to bring out everything from ghost voters, phantom voters, how it was done. Uh, so, you know, again, for, for, for those of you who are establishment and you're ready to move on, I just want you to be aware that, that good luck with that. I'll just leave it at that. Good luck with that. For those of you who believe that Jovan and Bobby and many other, Seth Keschel, all of those guys who have been working, um, um, Mike Lindell, happy birthday, by the way, sir. Um, for, for those of you um, who have been following those guys um, or who know that there was something maybe irregular or fishy, those are the guys who have been covering it from day one. And they have not stopped with regard to their um, technology, uh, their findings, um, all of that. You've got to love this. Um, yeah, I mean, he goes on, that was a bombshell for this meeting and it just happened last night, uh, the United States Postal Service, which is why I asked you guys, you know, do you guys trust your United, United States Postal Service? And, um, and you're like, hell no. So that was interesting. I just did a poll on that. Didn't really give you my opinion on it, but, um, so, also, here, here's something else very interesting to dig into. Two Minnesota ballot printing vendors. Uh, why did Sea Change suddenly pull out in September? Were they spooked? Subpoena the production records for blank ballots. Okay, and Twitter is also um, uh, suppressing this tweet. But Maryland ballot vendor abruptly quits as printing was to get underway. And then the state signed a new deal with a new vendor. This is coming, uh, by the way, from someone who was on my Twitter feed. I was just reading his tweet. Um, I do not have any in-depth information about that. I know there were questions about that uh, in the state of Georgia as well. I don't know that anything ever um, evolved from that. Uh, obviously, as you can see, Arizona is the hotbed because you actually have authorities there that are, uh, I mean, they are divided. They are absolutely divided between America first, uh, 
uh, patriots and candidates and the establishment who actually sat before the January 6th commission and said that they found it, it is, it is implausible for someone to say they found no strings of voter fraud impossible because it had even no, everyone knows that everyone knows that there's some fraud on some level in every election. So the fact that someone would go way over the top and say, Nope, nothing here, nothing not even a little bit. We saw, found no fraud at all whatsoever. Okay. Oh, that's it. Thank you. Kinematic artifact detection. Check this out. 406,972 predetermined outcome ballots were inserted into the 2020 general election in Maricopa County, Arizona. Let me repeat that. 406,972 predetermined outcome ballots. He goes on to define the, like, what does predetermined mean? Okay. He goes on basically a lot like uh, True the Vote did uh, with breaking down, you know, the science behind how they've discovered this. So effectively you have, I mean, hundreds of thousands of ballots without the chain of custody. Those ballots should not count. I mean, this is like election law 101, and I am by no means an election scholar. Don't even pretend to be one on the air. But this is, this is rudimentary. And so you, you have to know that the establishment is working hand in hand with the Democrats and your fourth branch of government, because that's how that works. So, uh, yes, here we are. Okay, hold on. There was something else I was going to show you. Um, uh, Justice Sotomayor was, uh, was, was praising uh, Justice Thomas uh, today and I, or the other day. This is very interesting. Uh, Dr. Carrie Madej, a whistleblower about transhumanism and the vax, was in a private plane and went down. She's in surgery now. Please pray, please pray for her recovery. I don't know what the status of her health is. Um, you know, some people, again, are seeing things, you know, come to the surface and they're like, oh, you know, it kind of like the mysterious, not so mysterious death of uh, the sergeant at arms uh, for the Senate on J6. Apparently he was ill with cancer. My condolences to his family. Um, others said that he was shot. That ended up uh, being another person who was shot years ago. I don't know. I don't know that we're ever going to know. But I do think um, for those of you who are on the right side of the conversation in terms of being whistleblowers and truth speakers, you should probably uh, hunker down a little bit and pay a little bit more close attention to who's around you um, and your surroundings for sure. So I started my morning this morning. Oh, speaking of, you know, the people who are like, there's zero evidence, zero, like none zero evidence of voter fraud. So check this out. Um, One of the 2,000 mules caught by Project Veritas has been arrested in facing 20 years of prison for what? Election fraud. So she illegally uh, and unlawfully assisted people with Voting. Uh, you can go to thefirstlightreport.com and read that. I asked today who's in favor of unmasking uh, uh, tweeters. And boy, you'd have thought I had asked for like your right kidney. Kind of amazing. Um, you guys were super freaked out. 
because I had this really nasty twit troll who came after me this morning and I thought it is so easy for you to sit over there behind your keyboard and and think that you're just so safe from any legal repercussions, anything of that nature, that, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that you'll just get banned from Twitter uh, until I actually file suit and include Twitter for defamation and for allowing people to continue to behave that way against, you know, my character, uh, my, my persona. Uh, and some of you are like, yeah, well, you're a public figure. Yes. Uh, there are also limitations, uh, to things that people say to you and threats that should never be taken lightly. And I, for one have been, I'm fed up with it. I'm done. So I'm like, okay, um, why don't, why is it that I'm kind of surprised Elon has, has even found it and believe me, I'm not trying to sway his choice. Uh, but I, I do find it, um, interesting that, he, it has to be a love of country that that he is actually, uh, it has to be, I was trying to find Brett Bear here. Give me a second. It has to be a love of country that he would even consider, there he is, that he would even consider um, buying Twitter and realizing how many bots are a part of Twitter. It's kind of interesting to me. Um because you have to know that, I mean, if I had to guess, I don't know, and I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I would, I would wager that at least 45 to 55% of Twitter's active users actually don't exist. Yeah, I would. And so it's kind of funny to me whenever everybody pushed back and I said, I think you should have to use your real name on Twitter. Holy cow. The monkey herpes exploded on my Twitter feed. It was unbelievable. And so people are like, what? You first. I'm like, I'm sorry. If you're on my account and my name is on it and my face is there. Hello? Yeah. So, but what about the people who love to talk trash? They threaten you and they don't get, they don't get taken off the platform at all, but they are just the quintessential talkers. That's all they do all day is just drop crap bombs on everybody, right? And so I thought, well, what's the big deal? I mean, on Facebook, you have to give like a blood sample, your first, uh, you know, your firstborn uh, child, uh, you know, the last four of your, no, not even the last four of your social security number, your entire passport, your passport number, your address, a state, you know, I mean, Talk about, you know, social media suppression. How about that, Abrams? How about social media suppression, right? And so, <clears throat> excuse me, but on but you have to, it's like a congressional hearing to get an account on, on Facebook. It's unbelievable. And you have to prove that you actually exist. Forget about advertising. I mean, if you're trying to advertise on Facebook, that's a whole other level of hell that you got to go through and red tape. So I don't understand why everybody's so pressed about Twitter. And you know what most people said to me privately? I would not be able uh, to post anywhere if it wasn't for Twitter. Because I can use, uh, you know, anonymity here on this platform and say what I want to say. And I guess I'm just to the point where people are like, well, it would be dangerous. It'd be so dangerous for people who, you know, are in positions of of authority or public public life. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Get in line. 
I mean, really? Boo-hoo. The rest of us are threatened on the regular. So, and it sucks. And if you're waiting for somebody to come to your rescue because someone has actually threatened you online, don't hold your breath. So if the rest of us are out here speaking the truth, what the hell is wrong with you? I have zero sympathy for that. None. I've been very public about that. Nope, nope, nope. I'm single. I'm a widow. I have, you know, like, uh uh-uh. Don't get it twisted. I can and I do protect myself. And I also have others that I can call upon and do to do exactly that. But I'm out here blowing the truth trumpet. So where are the rest of you chickens? You think all of a sudden, you know, you get special treatment because you're, I'm in a position of authority. Okay. I have zero respect for that. So the whole, oh, there'll be danger. Oh, boo-hoo, cry me a river. So this is how I started my morning with this beautiful woman. She's so pretty. Carrie Lake uh, running for Arizona governor. As I've said multiple times, there's like two people on the planet. I'll make that three. Three people that I would actually move to work for in politics. And other than that, I don't get involved in Georgia politics anymore. I don't give a damn about Georgia politics. I don't care what's happening here. It it can it is all blue as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. I don't care what happens on election day anymore. Y'all can have it. This peach pit is rotten. So I don't care. I don't care what happens at the state legislature. I don't care about the speaker. I don't care about any of that. I'm very happy for Burt Jones because I think Burt's a great guy. Uh, but other than that, psh, y'all can have it. Uh, but this young lady here, she is just absolutely stunning. And more importantly, um, she's brilliant and literally fireball. And she's one of the three that I would actually uproot and do work for because I believe that she is... Um, Okay, I'll go ahead and name the other two. You ready? Thomas Massey, hands down. I would literally move to Mars, and I have zero desire to get on board with uh, Elon or anyone else, no matter how hot he is. I would not do it. Sorry, Scott Pressler, I know. But I would not do it for anyone else. But Thomas Massey, I would, if he was running for office on Mars, I would go. Uh, Also, President Donald Trump. I would work for President Donald Trump. Other than that, you can have the rest of them. Uh, And Carrie Lake. I've moved to Arizona to uh, to help her out. But other than that, okay, so I, I want you guys have got to hear this, especially in podcast world, because many of you, just like me, uh, I don't ever catch so this stuff because I, I don't listen to Fox News. I don't watch Fox News. I don't care about Fox News. People are like, well, what if they, I mean, aren't you messing up an opportunity to be on? No, I understand what the word opportunity means. I understand that op- that that uh, that definition. And if for some reason I ever needed to be on Fox News and they missed the story of a lifetime because I they wouldn't let me on Fox News, again, I would lose zero sleep. So I'm not fooled uh, by the talent of Fox News. I'm not in love with Fox News uh, or Newsmax or any of the rest of them for that matter. So uh, here we go. This is Brett Baer speaking with gubernatorial candidate of Arizona, Carrie Lake. And uh, this is this is... This right here, ladies and gentlemen, is called political, in my opinion, Brett. Don't email me again asking why I said something about you on the air. In my opinion, this, if she were my candidate and I was her consultant and she asked, what the hell was that? But she already knows because that's why she responded to you the way she did. Um, 
this, as a consultant, I would consider this political ambush. Ready? Here we go. Still five weeks away from the Arizona primary, it features an intense contest for the Republican gubernatorial nomination. Last week, we spoke with candidate Karen Taylor Robeson. Uh, tonight, we talked to GOP hopeful Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie, thanks for being here. I'm so happy to be here. I am the front runner here in Arizona and have been since day one, and I'm endorsed by President Trump, and we're doing really well. Our our main person that we're looking out for right now is the socialist on the Democrat side, Katie Hobbs. That's who we're focused on. Let me talk about uh, what we just saw, which was this abortion decision and what it means in the states. Um, Arizona has this trigger law that's similar to Mississippi in that it would criminalize um, abortions after 15 weeks. But you have a couple of different uh, cities, Phoenix and Tucson, that uh, they say they do not want to move forward with this. They said they're going to push back. And I'm wondering if you're governor, what do you do about that? Well, we're going to let the legislature pass the laws to protect the unborn. And we already have these laws on the books. And it's not surprising. We have socialist mayor running Tucson and one running Phoenix. And they're always trying to push back. We will protect the lives of the unborn in Arizona. And it's going to be very difficult for abortion clinics to survive and be open if abortion is illegal in Arizona. What about these abortion pills? Would you outlaw those or try to? I think it's really scary that a young, afraid mother could be at home taking a pill and uh, without medical supervision, it it could be the end of the uh, mother as well. So I would. Now, let me just stop right there for a second. Okay. She is on an alleged conservative network. And I realize that the inflection in Brett's voice, um, inflections, were, were those of sincerity. Right? Would you outlaw those? See how that works? And and it appears as though he's just asking this innocent question. But what an inflammatory question to ask. At a time like this, not that it's a wrong question to ask, but it's an interesting question to ask. And I wonder, and I don't know, and I think I'm going to do my homework to find out, did he ask her opponent the same Question? Would he? Would very much support banning those types of abortion pills. What do you think the most important issue for your state is? We've got a couple of important issues. We have a wide open border. We have fentanyl pouring in. We have the cartels with operational control. But that wouldn't be happening if we would have fair, honest elections. And we had a fraudulent election, a corrupt election, and we have an illegitimate president sitting in the White House. And because of that, our border is wide open. Five and a half tons of fentanyl was confiscated last year, enough to kill over two billion people. It's a weapon of mass destruction. And that's why we're going to secure that border, start on day one. After I take my hand off the Bible, we are going to issue a declaration of invasion. We're going to finish President Trump's wall, and we're going to send our armed National Guard to the border and stop people from coming across. I've been down there so many times, and people just pour in, and they've got a smile on their face. Because with Joe Biden, they feel they're going to stay here forever, and when I'm governor, they're going back. Just to circle back, you say that it's an illegitimate president. You say that the election was stolen. You speak a lot about this on the campaign trail. Uh, talking about the 2020 election. This is the Arizona House Speaker, Rusty Bowers, uh, testifying in front of Congress last week. 
Anywhere, anyone, anytime has said that I said the election was rigged, that would not be true. There was no, no evidence being presented of any strength. Evidence can be hearsay evidence. It's still evidence, but it's still hearsay. <laughs> but strong judicial quality evidence. See that? Anything that would say to me. Semantics. You have a doubt. There's plenty of judicial course. evidence. Nobody took the cases. I will not do that. <laughs> he's a Republican. He's a Trump supporter. And that's what he said. He's a rhino. And he hopefully will be defeated. He is an absolute rhino. Karen Fan even admits there were issues with the election that it can't be certified. Love and here's her. what we have. 740,000 ballots that have no chain of custody. They That's cannot illegal. be authenticated and they should not have been counted. Right. 34,000 ballots that were counted two, three, and four times. People who moved who still voted in our election. There's a mountain of evidence and I wish that the corporate media would start covering it instead of putting their head in the sand and at like it didn't happen. We know what happened here. Okay. Just because we have well, why, a rhino saying me, it didn't I understand. happen. I understand what you're saying. Um, the Attorney General obviously has talked about this at length, uh, saying that they instructed U.S. attorneys to pursue any specific credible allegations of substantial fraud, and he found none, including using very colorful language in his testimony. I understand what you're saying, but there have been, as you know, more than 70 court cases where there was not evidence and there was not any state legislature or governor that failed to certify an election, including your own Republican Doug Ducey. We did not have any court cases where the evidence was presented. We now have evidence that is admissible in a court of law, and I believe the day will come where we have that court case. We have an AG, Mark Burnovich, who has sat on a mountain of evidence and done nothing, including video evidence. We have the true the vote evidence. We have people who do not want to uncover the truth about our election, and it makes me wonder if they're afraid they really didn't win in previous elections. But no worry, because when I'm governor, we're going to get to the bottom of it now stop right there Stacey Abrams has held to her victory her gubernatorial victory of which every meme on the planet has been created to mock her for that I was right was right there by what was a 50,000 vote margin she has never conceded and I don't believe that is because she's a stubborn woman. Um, and I think that's really interesting. Because if you think about the mountain of hell that and, and the ripples of wow that that would create for one state to actually accept the evidence adjudicate with the evidence and decertify, you are talking about, whoa, (laughs) you're talking about, you would not want to be in your urban areas. Probably Um, you're talking about massive, the potential for massive upheaval, massive. So this interview goes on, and, and Brett, to me, that, you know, him asking, what are you going to do? Uh, what, what's your main focus? Those are all very plausible questions for any candidate that comes on. But I think where it took a turn was right here with regard to this, uh, this transvestite who has accused uh, Miss Lake of 
hiring him, her, they, them uh, for birthday parties uh, or for part for private parties. Um, there is some type of malfeasance, according to Miss Lake, going on right now between this person and uh, and her and her campaign. Um, and so she had, this is like a, a but you got to understand how politics works. I mean, this is what happens. People come out of the work with all kinds of allegations, faults, and otherwise. And if there is a shred of truth to it, it will become exacerbated to the point where people, and all it takes is just that little bit of dye in the water. That's all it takes is a little bit of dye. That's it. So, and they know, and people know that. And then you spend a lifetime trying to recover, you know, your career. But hopefully, hopefully this is where you guys come into play as discerners of truth and lies. That's why I teach discernment in my word study. So you've got to be, in this day and age, you have got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And you guys know I'm not a Trump cultist. I'm not a Trump sycophant. Um, and I said that I would work for his administration. And I mean that because I think that President, it, you, it's impossible for you to take away from him the promises made and promises kept. Impossible. Can't do it. So do, and I believe that another four years with the uh, favor of God uh, upon his life and upon his presidency, I do believe that it could, it could, it could serve this country uh, in, in a wonderful capacity. So, you know, I would never make the cut <laughs> because my social media campaigns alone would be like, yeah, no, don't think so. Staffers probably out of the question for that chick. Uh, but, um, but I would absolutely be honored if that were ever, um, if that were ever, uh, if the invitation was ever extended. But as far as this goes, um, discernment, very important. And people are going to have their stuff. People are going to have their skeletons because we all do. All of us do. So I don't, I have not made a career out of blasting people over skeletons. Um, it is more about shining a light on their present day corruption and corruption that ties into uh, you know, in the not so distant past. And then sometimes you can follow those, those webs into, you know, a lifetime of political corruption. Um, but because corruption is injustice and it's unfair, and I hate that word, but it's unjust and it affects both blacks and whites and Latinos as well. It affects men, women, children. Um, injustice is exactly that. It's unjust. And so that's something that I have always uh, shown a light on, uh, particularly whenever people are being um, oppressed and truth is being suppressed. And you'll notice I have not played favorites with regard to my party that I happen to vote by. That, and that's one of the reasons why I am not very well liked in the state of Georgia amongst Republicans, and I'm totally fine with that. Believe me, I do not lose an ounce of sleep over that. Uh, because the truth is the truth, right? And so he goes on to ask her about this, uh, and I'm having a hard time getting it to pull up, uh, ask her about this tranny, uh, you know, and I am still allowed to say that, and it's not meant to be offensive, but this transvestite who has accused her of... Um, of basically being double-minded and uh, double-faced and, and not telling the truth. Um, and, and you can see her face, which is just like, are you serious right now? Why are you even, why are you conflating? What I'm saying is I'm against this story time of, of 
of drag queens reading to our children in public schools is is not uh it, it's not decent for our children and taxpayers should not be paying for this and and if they are paying for it and we are and we do in our we pay for our libraries we pay for our schools right and so this is not something that our children should be subjected to and what does Brett do he pulls out a um he pulls up a an article that's just blasting her making her look like she's partied with this dude chick they them she whatever um and uh and here's my thing so what what if she did what if she did i'm not saying i don't know what she did she denied it ardently vehemently but but what if she did brett what i mean i've been to drag shows so I've been to Backstreet Atlanta at four o'clock in the morning looking like a crazy lunatic with everybody else who just came from another crazy nightclub. So what? And I'm up here saying I don't want people sexualizing little kids. I didn't take, you know, my toddler with me. So the conflation is the part where we live in this gotcha, this gotcha society, right? And it's crap. That's what it is. It's crap. So... I want to encourage you all. I have got to go get on a space uh, uh, on Twitter. But I want to encourage you all um, to use your discernment. Use your discernment. I got to tell you, I'm curious about something. Uh, Speaking of discernment, monicamatthews.com backslash GoldCo. Many of you have been reaching out to GoldCo uh, through my platform. And thank you for that. And I I appreciate that. And thank you for the trust that um, if my name is to something, uh, then I have... um, I have vetted that to the extent that is humanly possible for me. So you know that I'm not going to intentionally lead you down a path of uh, financial ruin or destruction. Plus, I'm not a financial advisor. But um, I find something really interesting and uh, in noticing who is actually making these transfers and protecting their assets. And it's largely been men, which is really interesting to me. Because I wonder if it's because women, but women are, you know, calling, right? And, and women are, are, I don't know if you're, if you guys are actually going through the whole, uh, you know, conversation with a Gold Co. rep, but I find it interesting that what I'm seeing online is that women are like, well, we're just going to hang on. We're going to hang on and see how low it gets, <laughs> which I think is interesting because it's what we do in relationships too. We just do. It's what we do with our love interests. You guys know it. Even though you know you should have been out of that that mess like six years ago, you're still dating the same trashy dude who will never marry you. He's never leaving his wife, whatever the case is, right? And so I, I make connections between things like that. So I look at the economy. I look at our government. I look at our dollar. I look at fiat. I look at what the rest of the world is doing with regard to our dollar. And I think to myself, it's interesting that women are either just completely uninterested or lack discernment in that regard. So congratulations to you men who are making uh, positive and healthy choices for your family in order to secure your assets. And thank you very much again for going to monicamatthews.com backslash goldco, where a representative can reach out to you and educate you on your options. Not to mention... Uh, once you transfer your accounts of 401, uh, 401k, I've got 501c3s and 4s in my head today, again, talking about Stacey Abrams. Uh, but your 401ks, your Roth IRAs, all those things as you can move over, uh, you can receive up to, or do receive actually, $10,000 in silver. 
How about that? Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was really interesting in studying who's, you know, looking at the uh, stats of who's doing what. And I don't think it's because women are not uh, breadwinners. It just makes me wonder if you guys are just hanging out in your savings accounts or if you're trusting some dude in New York to actually do the right thing with your portfolio. <laughs> and uh, good luck with that. So happy birthday again, Mr. Mike Lindell. Uh, go to MyPillow.com and use my code. Thank you, Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A. Thank you very much to my friends uh, who have done so. They've got pillow tops coming, pillow top uh, mattress covers, uh, pillows, sheets, the bath sheets. You all know I rave about those. I love them. And they have beautiful colors, too. The dyes on their towels are just gorgeous, especially the purple. Love those. Uh, dog beds, you know, all kinds of goodies over there at MyPillow.com. Again, up to 66% off, and you can support one of the greatest patriots in this country who has has also uh, attempted to uh, uphold election integrity uh, for the past couple of years. So without further ado, I love you guys. I do hope that you have a great night. I'll be back with you tomorrow. What a day. I mean, I've just spent the day kind of laughing at memes and thinking to myself, wow, this must have been, I've even started studying more about the Salem witch trials and and the mentality that went into that. And I'll leave you with this. I think that Trump derangement syndrome business is actually a real thing. Until tomorrow, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. I just hope your heart's full. I just hope your heart's full.